So if you were able to join us last week or if you guys watched uh, our sermon that we posted afterwards, we're kind of doing this new format of preaching live. There's kind of a new setup, new technology that we're using, or at least that I'm using as I'm preaching. You know that we started a new series last week called My Big Bad Habits. And it's not an easy thing to talk about our bad habits, but in order to often feel that peace that Matt mentioned or the joy of the Lord, we need to take a look at some of our habits, maybe some of the things that we struggle with that make it more challenging to enjoy the peace, the hope, the joy that we get through God and our relationship with him. And last week we talked about hypocrisy. And I think the reality is we all struggle with hypocrisy and it's something that can have a lot of detrimental effects if we don't address it. So hopefully in this past week, you started thinking about it praying, asking God to reveal to you areas where you are living or thinking hypocritically. And this week, we have another topic that, honestly, we, we probably all struggle with even more than we do hypocrisy. And as Matt mentioned, with the new president, with the coronavirus vaccine rolling out, I think this topic, this bad habit, we really need to address it because it's going to affect the way we view the things happening in our country and in our world. And I experienced this myself yesterday. I was on the phone and I was kind of on a customer service call. I was asking for some help. And immediately I was asked very politely and kindly, would I mind being put on hold? And of course, like all of us, I think I said, sure, no problem. Where really inside of me, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to wait, but whatever, I have no choice. And so I did. I said, okay, that's fine. And I sat there and it was only a few minutes, but these thoughts started creeping into my head. I started thinking, how late or how long is this guy going to make me wait? And is this going to be one of those calls where in the end they hang up on me because they just put me on hold and forgot about me? And then I started kind of praying and God reminded me, you are going to preach on this tomorrow. So you absolutely need to practice what you're preaching. And so I did. And I waited on the call and eventually I got the information that I needed. And so today we're going to talk about impatience, because as we mentioned, with a new president coming in with the coronavirus vaccine rolling out and many other changes that we could see this year, we have to deal with our impatience because things are not going to happen right away. If you think that just because you have a new president, everything gets fixed. If you think because the coronavirus is out, we don't have to wear masks anymore. That is just not a reality. We have to be patient and understand that things take time things are part of a bigger process. And so I want to talk about impatience today. But what exactly is it? I think if we talk to most people, if I was to ask any of you, what is impatient? The very quick response you would give is, well, it's a lack of patience. And while there is some truth to that, if you look at a textbook, if you look at a dictionary, you would see a couple more detailed definitions. You would think uh, you would see things like the eager desire for relief or change, restlessness, intolerance of anything that thwarts, delays, or hinders. And I think that really rings true when we think about the challenges that we've had in our country. It's intolerance of anything that thwarts, delays, or hinders. But when you take a look at scripture, when you actually sit down and read the Bible, you realize that impatience is more than just lack of patience or wanting things to change. Impatience is actually a form of unbelief. It's not believing or trusting in God's perfect timing, his perfect plan, and his perfect guidance for you and me. 
So what is it that causes us to experience this? What causes us to experience this unbelief? In other words, why is it hard for us to wait? Well, in patience, it starts with goals that we have. And goals, they don't have to be these incredible accomplishments that we want to achieve or these really special tasks that we have for ourselves. These goals that we have, they can be anything from taking a morning walk to getting gas on the way to work because we didn't want to fill our tank the night before. Or maybe it's just taking your regular route to the grocery store when you're shopping for food. These can be the goals that we have. And when our goals, when they're hindered in any way, when our plans are cut short or they're cut off, we start to get impatient. I am the kind of person that typically I arrive at meetings early, maybe 15, 20 minutes, sometimes even a half hour early. It's just the way that I'm hardwired. And so I always leave early and I try to prepare for anything that might happen on my trip to wherever I'm meeting with someone. And so I remember this one time I had left and I probably left a good, maybe not quite an hour, but almost an hour. And that would have left me at least a half hour just to hang out. And that's fine. I'm fine waiting and, you know, surfing on my phone or something. And so I did that. And I was thinking there'll probably be some traffic. And so, you know, I'll be sure to have this buffer of time. But unfortunately, the traffic jam that I got stuck in, it was because of a really bad accident. And so the traffic was worse than normal. And so after a while of just sitting there in traffic, I started to get impatient. And then that impatience, that kind of frustration, it started leading to some serious worry that I would be late to this meeting and somehow that being late would cause some problem for the person I was meeting with. The really ironic thing is when I finally got to the meeting, I was only a couple minutes late. And in fact, the person I was meeting with, they were running behind. And so that impatience and what it caused me really wasn't worth it. And it's interesting that at these times, this is when those deeper roots of impatience kick in. It's when we have this prolonged waiting and we begin to fear, we begin to worry, and we start to lose faith and trust. And this is one of the reasons why impatience is so bad and how it affects our faith. One, it causes harmful responses. When we become impatient, we tend to respond in really harmful ways. One of those ways is we may give up or we may bail out on a situation. I remember when we first came to California, we had to register our vehicles. And so I remember driving by the DMV. I actually drove by two of them, one in San Mateo and the one by the church in Redwood City. And I was so shocked that the lines for the DMV in California, they're very different than Colorado. The lines were going out the building and around the block. And I was like, what, what is this? This is crazy. But I decided you know what, I have to get this done. And so I got in line and I started sitting there in line and it started just kind of driving me crazy how slow the line was. And people were in the wrong lines. They didn't know if they made appointments and didn't make appointments. Things just were not making sense. And it just made me get more impatient and more impatient and frustrated. And so finally, you know, I probably had moved maybe 10 people and there were still probably a hundred people in front of me. Plus you have the weight of just sitting there after you get to the, to the, the clerk. And so I left, I was so frustrated. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come back another day. And I gave up. And so I had to prolong the inevitable that I had to get this done. And again, there's another ironic fact with all this is that the next time I went to the DMV, 
the line was just as long as it was the first time. But what's really interesting is that if you are a newcomer to California, you also have to get in line to prove that your car is your car. You have to prove the VIN numbers and everything. So in fact, I had to be in even more lines. And so that prolonging it had a really negative effect on me and then it had that ironic outcome of just leading to more waiting. The other harmful response that we can get is we can make some really rash decisions in order to get what we want. I'm reminded the story of Abraham and Sarah in the Bible that we read in Genesis. And if you recall, Abraham, the father of our faith, he was made a promise by God. He was told that he would have an heir of his own. And Abraham believed God. And we read in the Bible that it was credited to him as righteousness, that he believed Jesus. His faith was so strong. But as time passed, we see that his wife, Sarah, she started struggling and she felt that God was keeping her from having children. So she had this plan to build a family, her family lineage through Abraham sleeping with their servant, uh, Hagar. And so that's what happened. So we see that Abraham himself got impatient and they both made this poor choice. And this caused all sorts of pain because neither of them could truly be patient. And in this case, Sarah ended up being in her 90s when she had Isaac. And so these are tremendous weights compared to the weights that we deal with. But we see that because they could not wait, even when God made them a promise, they made rash decisions that had some really harsh ramifications. Some other negative aspects of our impatience is that it hinders the development of our faith. And we'll talk about that here later, uh, later, later on of why that's so important that we do have patience in the building of our faith. And as we talked about last week with hypocrisy, when people see us struggling with impatience, it can cause them to stumble as well. Especially if we start being rude, if we start being really defiant or mean to others, it hurts other people's, other people's faith as well. And then it also causes us to speak and think negative to, uh, negatively of God and others. Numbers 21, four, uh, 21 verses 4 through 5, the NIV, it says this. It says, they traveled from Mount Or along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. So you have the Israelites who God freed. He brought them out of captivity from Egypt. He even provided them with manna for food. And because things were taking a longer period of time, which ultimately was because of their sin, they spent 40 years wandering around, they started being impatient and they complained and they started speaking negatively of God and others. So we have to be careful of those negative effects that come as a result of our impatience. So that begs the question, how can we deal with our impatience? How do we develop a willingness to wait? 
Well, one, it's changing our perspective. It's understanding that our faith, as I mentioned earlier, is developed and it's matured through patience. James 1 verses 2 through 4, and I'm going to go old school here. I'm going to go to the New King James. I love the way it's worded here. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I want to use the Message Bible. And sometimes, you know, if you guys are familiar with the Message, sometimes the Message is useful. If you want something in really lay terms, it makes it really clear in terminology that everybody understands everyday language. The problem is you have to be careful because sometimes the Message, its interpretations are off. So it's good to understand the actual meaning, but then sometimes maybe using the message as a reference. And I think when we're talking about being perfect, the message does a great job of this, of what that means, because we are not perfect, but we can have a perfected faith. So the message uh, version of the Bible, James 1, verse 2 through 4, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. I love how that puts that because that's, again, why we're looking at the areas that we struggled at last year so we can make improvements. So I continue, it says, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. And that's what patience does with our faith. It helps to mature it, to develop it. Again, it perfects it. We are not perfect, but we have that faith that can endure, that faith that is willing to wait on God and his perfect timing, his perfect plan. Next, the other thing, another thing we can do is realize that patience, it's a discipline and it's a fruit of the spirit. We see this in Galatians 5 verses 22 through 23. I'm going to be reading from the NASB. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against, against such things there is no law. Let me read that again because as we talk about the Holy Spirit and wanting more of the Holy Spirit in our lives, think about the fruit of the Spirit and how He helps us having him in us helps us, our character, how we relate to others, how we deal with situations. Again, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. What this means is there is no magic formula. There is no YouTube videos that we can watch to help us become more patient. And any of these strategies we may read about, we may hear about, these are only short-term solutions. That's not to say that they're bad or we shouldn't try them, but we have to understand that ultimately, when we want to experience the kind of patience that God wants us to have, 
the patience that allows us to be patient with the unbeliever who we have been pouring into and they keep backsliding and they keep doubting God, but yet we talk to them over and over. Or maybe it's the, the random stranger that we just want to pass by. We don't want to talk to them for a few moments or the, the challenges that we want to give up on because they're a little too hard because it's it just takes too much effort to wait. When we want to have that kind of patience, when we want to endure those tough times, that only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. And having that strength and that patience, that ability to be patient, it comes from walking daily with God, which is the theme for the church this year. It's walking with God daily. And it's asking the Holy Spirit to help us to be patient daily. As I mentioned, just yesterday, I had a phone call and I had a moment where I could have been so impatient. And today, a few of you guys know that we had, I had some technical glitches and I had to pray and I had to be reminded of what I was preaching on to be patient and trust God. He's going to help you work this out. And he did. And how much worse would it have been if I would have gone off and gotten upset or started swearing or stressing out and then stressing Emily out? It wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't helped. And today would probably not have happened very well. We have to be patient, and that only comes from the Holy Spirit and daily asking the Holy Spirit, asking God to help us to be patient in all situations and circumstances. And then it's so important that we reflect on God's patience with us. Second Peter 3, 9, the NIV, it says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. See, that's something that Abraham and Sarah, they didn't realize. They thought he was slow with his promise, and he wasn't. He was doing it in his perfect timing. As some understand slowness. So the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. He's patient with each of us, not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. Think about how incredible that is, that God loves us so much. God wants to see everybody experience salvation and eternal life through him, that he is patient with all of us. He is patient with all of our flaws, with all of our struggles, our sin issues, our disobedience. God is patient with all of those things. And when you put that and you compare that to ourselves, you know, we, we have selective patience. We're, we're patient with certain people and we're impatient with others. Or, you know, it got me thinking when I was thinking about the DMV and waiting in those lines, why is it that we struggle waiting in lines for certain things? But if we're looking at tickets to the latest movie or the latest play or Super Bowl tickets or concert tickets, we'll stay in line. We'll wait in queue lines on the internet to get tickets. And we're just excited to get tickets. But yet, when we have to wait in line for other things, we get frustrated and we start complaining. And then we start complaining about the people that are maybe the cashiers or the people that we're trying to get help from. So reflect on God's patience with us. And then finally, continue to strengthen your faith. 
And as we've talked about time and time again, and it's so important to remember this, that faith is truly believing in your heart who Jesus is and what he has done, that he died for our sins and why we needed it. And then also it's truly trusting in him, trusting with him, with the decisions in your life, in the direction of your life, in the reasons to be patient and how to be patient. It's truly trusting him with those things. And how do we do this? Well, we do it through reading the Bible. And this includes studying it. Because if we just read it, but we don't contemplate, we don't reflect, if we don't dig in to see what the true meaning is, the background story, it's hard to understand. We don't really take it in. So we need to read it, but we need to study as well. We also need to pray. Daily praying for patience. And then it's also about obedience. Because just like we learned last week with hypocrisy, we may know the Bible, we could pray, but if we don't practice what we preach, if we don't practice what we teach, what kind of faith is that? And how are we helping others? Colossians 1 verses 9 through 12 in the NIV, I think it sums all of these points up of how we grow in our faith to strengthen ourselves in trying to be more patient. So again, Colossians 1, verses 9 through 12 in the NIV, it says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way in every way we can be pleasing to the lord what an incredible goal bearing fruit in every good work growing in the knowledge of god being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so again that strength it comes from god that power to endure comes from god and says so that you might have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who qualified you to share in the inheritance of the holy of his holy people in the kingdom of light. It's not incredible that as we grow through our understanding of God, through reading his word and studying it, through praying relying on the Holy Spirit's leading, the more we grow in our knowledge of God, the more he gives us through his power, not our power, through his power, that ability to have great endurance and patience. I pray this week, and I, as I close this out, and I want to challenge you guys to add this to the list of our bad habits that we're looking at and ask yourself how can I become more patient in my life? Do I need to read the word more? Do I need to pray more? Do I need a little more obedience to God's word? And ask God if there's areas, maybe you don't even know areas that you are being impatient with people, with situations. Maybe you don't even see that when you get impatient, you take it out on other people. 
ask God to convict you of that. Ask God to reveal that to you and ask God to help you with that. Because that's what's going to help us get to that place that Matt mentioned of having hope and joy and that peace that transcends understanding. It's going to come from God. And he's going to help us when things happen really quickly and we can be, hey, this is so exciting. Or if things take years and years to change, God's going to help us through that. And we're going to maintain our hope and faith and trust in him. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord Thank you for your patience with us. Lord, thank you that in those moments, Lord, that we get a little bit flaky, that we want to bail out, Lord. Maybe some people want to bail out on you, Lord, that you still love us, that you haven't given up on us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that this week you would reveal to us those moments, Lord, when we are being impatient. Lord, whether it's maybe uh, a baby crying, maybe it's a phone call that's gone too long, maybe it's a repairman that doesn't show up on time, maybe it's traffic, Lord, whatever it happens to be, I pray, Lord, that you would help to reveal those things to us, and through your Holy Spirit, Lord, help to change how we react to those situations. Lord, help us to have the joy of the Lord, your joy, and help us to express that, Lord, with patience in others and other situations, Lord Jesus. I pray that all of us, Lord, Christians everywhere around the world, Lord, that we would really understand the importance of being patient. And that is something that only comes from you. Lord Jesus, if there is anyone that doesn't know you, anybody that's on the fence, Lord Jesus, whether it's people here, people we may know, I pray that you would help us, Lord, guide us home to you. Lord, we pray this in your name. Amen.